Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. This is episode 74 of the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and today we're going to be talking with Todd Rhodes. Todd is the co-founder of chemistrystaffing.com and uh, has invested in the church for over 30 years, both within the local church and the church at large. And today we're going to be talking to him specifically about this thing called the Great Resignation. Now, this is something that is way beyond just the church world. We're seeing it all across our culture right now, where people are resigning from their jobs. And so today we're going to talk to him specifically about how that's affecting the church and then also youth ministry as a whole. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation and uh, probably take some notes and also get in touch with Todd after the podcast so that you can ask him some follow-up questions and uh, maybe how it's affecting your church and your ministry as well. But before we get into that, I want to remind you to make sure you have subscribed to the podcast and also share it with other youth worker friends out there that need to hear these conversations. Maybe something you hear today uh, just really just strikes a nerve or just really speaks to something that you've been thinking about for a while. Share that with someone else that will also benefit from it. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please leave us a uh, positive review on whatever podcast app or service that you listen to the, the Student Ministry Podcast. It's actually a huge way to help others find the podcast. So if you like what you hear, please make sure you to leave a positive review on your podcast app or service of choice. We also want to make sure that we thank the sponsors of this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Our first sponsor is G-Shades. It's a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. There's several options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that can help you increase your online reach during this pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for $36 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. G-Shades really sets itself apart by helping students see the gospel applies to every life situation that is out there. And if you want to find out more about Mike Haynes, the founder of G-Shades, you can check out episodes 32 and 55 of the Student Ministry Podcast. So go ahead and head over to gshades.org to download Season 3 of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum. And be sure to use the promo code TSMPOD for the Student Ministry Podcast at checkout to get an extra 10% off. G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G and use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Also sponsoring this episode is Men Hub Youth, which was actually developed by a fellow student pastor to help people like you and me. Men Hub Youth helps you store and track student, staff, and parent info, as well as your attendance for all of your events. Men Hub has a lot of great features, but today I want to talk to you about reports. Every group, event, checklist, and RSVP category has the ability to quickly generate a CSV report that you can share with others. You can choose what data goes into that report too, including stuff like phone, address, school, grade, gender, birth date, and so many others. This makes it really easy to share that information with others in your ministry who may need to connect with students, parents, and staff. 
On its own, the app is only $5 on iOS and Android, and you can use it forever on that one device without ever having to pay again. But if you want to synchronize your database across multiple devices or with your leaders, you can sign up for the MinHub Sync service and support the Student Ministry Podcast by visiting minhubsync.com slash SMP. That's M-I-N-H-U-B-S-Y-N-C dot com slash SMP for Student Ministry Podcast. You can find the links for both G Shades and MinHub in the podcast show notes. Thanks so much to G Shades and MinHub for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. All right, now it's time to get into this conversation with Todd Rhodes of Chemistry Staffing and talk all about the Great Resignation. Hey, Todd, thanks so much for being on the Student Ministry Podcast. Well, thank you, Steve. Great to be here. Yeah. So uh, I've been reading a lot uh, of of your stuff, especially around uh, the Great Resignation uh, there on the Chemistry Staffing blog, and uh, excited to get into that conversation today um, and excited to to hear the implications that it has for us in youth ministry and and the church as a whole. Uh, but before that, I'd love to dive into your story a little bit. Let's let's hear your story, where, where God has brought you over the years uh, to get you to the point where you are today. Sure, sure. Well, I've been in ministry for uh, a little over 30 years, man. It makes me sound really old. I guess I am <laughs> getting really old, but I started ministry a little over 30 years ago. I was a worship pastor uh, for about a dozen years. Um, and while I was a worship pastor, I was also, it, it was back at a very special time. Many of your listeners may be too young to remember before the interwebs kind of (laughs) came into existence, but, um, I was always kind of a, kind of a, kind of a geek and a tech guy, loved computers, uh, loved this new internet thing that was going on. And, um, while I was a worship pastor, I started another website, well, a couple of different websites, but uh, one of them that I started was called churchstaffing.com, which was originally how I got into kind of the, the staffing space and working with churches with staff. Um, so churchstaffing.com, um, maybe you've heard of it. It's still still around, still kind of a, a big website for um, uh, youth pastors and senior pastors, everybody to, to kind of go and, and look for jobs. So uh, was able to kind of start and build that, um, sold that website after a few years, uh, worked for about a dozen years with Leadership Network, which is uh, out of Dallas, Texas. And we work with mostly larger churches and in innovative ministry areas. And then about four years ago, uh, along with uh, Matt Steen, uh, we co-founded the Chemistry Staffing, which was really um, just uh, hopefully a way that uh, both candidates and churches, we often we often joke that we want to take kind of some of the suckiness out of the church search. Nobody enjoyed. We've never talked. We've talked to thousands of candidates and, and hundreds of churches over the years. Nobody enjoys the search process. So we're just trying to take some of the suck out, uh, kind of make it more, bring a little bit more sanity to the process, both for candidates and for churches. And if we can do that, uh, hopefully um, when we're able to make matches between churches and candidates, make what we call healthy long-term fits, which are those five-year plus fits, which is really where a lot of cool ministry happens. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my story. That's awesome. And uh, just a general thank you. I, I'm at my current church uh, partially because of churchstaffing.com and oh, cool. uh, found out about the the, uh, the role through that. So that 
God worked all that through and, and used your, your old website for that purpose. So that was cool. Very cool. Yeah. And we talked to Matt uh, several months ago as well. It was cool to, to have him on the podcast as well. And so, yeah, excited to, to hear a lot about um, what you've been up to recently, specifically around uh, this idea of the great resignation. So this is something that's much larger than just the church world, uh, just affecting uh, nationwide, potentially. Is it Does it have a, a worldwide impact yet? You know, I, I haven't really followed as much the world impact as what I have here in the States, but uh, even before I had kind of heard of this phrase, uh, the great resignation, Matt and I uh, and our team at Chemistry talk with, I mean, literally hundreds of candidates every week. Uh, and, and I would say late spring, maybe late, uh, well, probably late March, early April, we started to kind of start to hear the same stories from a lot of different candidates. Um, and, and this this kind of narrative that we started to hear was at the same time that I discovered a few articles kind of written on, on some of the secular uh, websites where they started talking about this thing that they call the great resignation. It was actually a, a term coined by a professor down at, at, a, at the business school at Texas A&M, uh, Anthony Klotz. Uh, and it was really kind of some of his research that he had done during COVID and even before COVID um, that had to do with the increased number of people that were resigning from their jobs. Uh, and, and it's just really seemed like, like I said, we started to notice, notice it in our, in our church work uh, around springtime. Um, but it has really taken off. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with COVID um, and coming out of COVID and everybody's just kind of readjusting and realigning kind of what they're thinking for their next step for both them and their family. But everything really kind of culminated and really started. It's like a snowball kind of going down a big hill. Uh, back in August, the stats that came out were 4.3 million people quit their jobs in August in the U.S. Wow. 4.3 million. That's 3% of all of our workforce in hmm. one month resigned their jobs. Um, and unfortunately, that's happening. What we're seeing happening in the business world we're seeing have a real correlation in the church world as well, whether it's youth pastors, worship pastors, senior pastors, we're seeing a lot of, uh, of church full-time ministry church staff workers that are either uh, resigning to move to a different ministry role. We're also seeing a lot of, of uh, people that we're talking to that are resigning and for the first time ever looking outside of ministry for that next chapter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stats that, that you wrote up on, on chemistrystaffing.com is so, it's so staggering. Like I knew it was happening all around me because even within the church world, like we've, our local network of youth pastors is like half the size as it was before. And it's not because people are unable to come anymore. Like half of them have moved away and all those yeah. churches are now looking for youth pastors. Um, and we're seeing it in the just the general workforce as well. I mean, we've probably all been to restaurants where they're understaffed for uh, servers and everything else and everything in between. Um, so why, why do you sense this is happening in, in, in the world right now? Well, a couple of different reasons. And I would premise just from uh, piggyback on what you were saying, we have seen two, two main areas where that have been affected in the church even more so than others. Um, student ministry pastors, youth pastors, and worship guys mm -hmm. and gals. 
uh, our kind of hypothesis, everybody's kind of coming up with theories at this point, because we we're just starting to figure out kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID was really hard on youth pastors. COVID was really hard on worship pastors. The mm. um, reason we think so is because, man, when, when everything changed, when everything went from in-person to online, a lot of the worship and the youth guys and gals were kind of the younger, more tech-savvy people, and all of a sudden, their, their roles were totally changed, right? We mm-hmm. wanted you to be the youth pastor, but we also wanted you to do the live stream on Sunday morning, right? Yep. That's um, me. yeah well there you go (laughs) so all of a sudden it's like push it's like you've got two jobs um and so many people so many people that we talk to are are just they're they're on a spectrum uh if they're not if they're not healthy they're on a spectrum of either being just tired or burned out or on the other end of that spectrum being just angry and bitter Mm. just because this has been such a tough season so Mm. um that being said, why is this happening? I think a couple of different reasons. Number one is just there's a there's a real sense of of burnout and dissatisfaction, uh, and I think this is this is running pretty rampant in in student ministry right now, just because everybody's so tired. Uh, so unsatisfactory treatment by churches um, over ex, you know expecting more than what anybody could possibly deliver for that amount of time. Uh, it and coming out of COVID, it just got old. Uh, and people just got a little bit dissatisfied. Now, add on top of that, um, just COVID caused not just us in the church, but everybody to rethink everything, all of our priorities. It it made us rethink our family priorities. It made us rethink our church priorities. What's really important to us? Uh, it made us rethink our financial uh, priorities. You know, everything that was established before COVID all of a sudden was kind of up for grabs. Um, and, and what, what, what we've seen happen here, particularly in the last couple months with the, it's, it's like the perfect storm, Steve. I mean, it really is all this kind of dissatisfaction and priorities readjustment. And then you throw on some of the current and, and all the resignations. Uh, and because of all the resignations, everybody's hiring. Uh, and they can't find enough people, so they have to offer more, which makes it, you know, even more, you know, <laughs> you know, now now's the time to make a change if you're going to make a change because mm-hmm. people are hiring and people are paying. But on top of that, you've got some of the things with uh, the inflation and the supply chain. Everything's kind of uncertain right now. And people are looking just at what does this next chapter look like for me? Yeah. Um, and, and because of that, it's, it's really affecting the church as well. I mean, one of the things that, that we did internally um, in the last 30 days was we, we did some internal research. We had about a little over 700 uh, full-time staff people reply to three questions. We said, are you considering changing jobs? These are full-time church staff people. 54% over half said, yeah, I'm in the next 12 months. Hmm. I'm considering. I'm strongly considering. Uh, have you seriously considered leaving ministry work since COVID started? 31%, almost a third of everybody in ministry, at least the 700 people that we talked to, um, almost a third said, yeah, mm. we've really seriously considered looking at something outside of ministry. Uh, and then we ask, in your church, are you already seeing any signs of increased resignations? 
more people than normal moving on. And 33% of exactly a third said, yeah, we're already starting to see this. Mm. So it's a trend that's, that's, we think just now getting started, we think it's, it's got some legs to it. It's going to continue on for a while. Um, but, um, it's, it's, it's something that's not, we've, we've got to have our eyes open in the church, uh, as to, as to this trend and to what this might mean for us in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as someone who is in that role, who has already felt stretched, our, our staff is actually, a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them opting out um, during this last couple of years. Some of we just had to make some cuts as well um, sure. because of financials and stuff. And and a lot of people are kind of rethinking all that stuff that you talked about. Like, should that be actually be in ministry or not? That sense of calling. I know you wrote about one of your articles about that. That sense of calling is now a little more broad. And I think I don't know. I'm interested in how that that affects the church as a whole, because like, I know our church is focusing a lot more on trying to get volunteers rather than yep. filling holes with staff, which is yep. probably a good move um, in general. Cause I think we relied on staff too much, but it's hard to like balance that to find the right, I guess, middle ground, because we are the staff that are, are there are feeling stretched, but at the same time, like, I'm sure that there's people that are in ministry going, I can, you know, I think Starbucks just raised their minimum starting uh, cost to $23 an hour. So like, should I go work at Starbucks and make coffees and have less stress and just do part-time ministry or volunteer ministry instead and fulfill my calling in that way? Like, yeah. What are you guys seeing uh, people going through those decisions and stuff like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me talk about it both from the church and from the candidate standpoint, from the candidate standpoint. Absolutely. So here's, here's kind of, let me give you a possible scenario that I think kind of works in a lot of minds, particularly maybe student ministry pastors, right? So you're a student ministry pastor pre COVID you go into COVID, you go into this. Okay, Steve, now we need you not just to do youth, but we need you to do this and this and this and do our live stream and everything else. You kind of get a lot of things added to your plate. Um, but during that time, some other things were happening too. You weren't able to meet in person. So you had a lot more flexibility in your schedule because you weren't in the office. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of, at least for, at least here in Ohio, it was like almost five, six months where our staff just worked remotely. Yeah. So you, you got added flexibility there. Plus you also, you also got your weekends off to a certain degree. Right. Unless you're monitoring a live chat or something, but I mean, you're mm-hmm. not preparing for that big platform service every, every right. Sunday, yep. every Saturday, night, every Sunday. So um, I would just say on top of that too, uh, all the sporting events and everything else that we also do to pour into kids are all canceled as well, or just moved online. So yeah. that freed up our schedule as well. Yeah. 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 So, so you had a lot, a lot more flexibility, which um, it, when everything got back and, and I would say 98% of the churches. I, I really thought that maybe COVID would cause us to do some things differently. Mm-hmm. But when things started to open up, 98%, I'm just pulling that number, 98% of the churches went back to what they were doing before because that's what we know how to do, right? Yeah. Um, so so all of a sudden, now you're pulled back in, right? You, you still have to do the, uh, for a lot of people, I'm not talking about you in particular, but you still have your youth role. You still have, you know, you, somebody still has to do that online thing. So your role has changed. There's still a lot of stuff that you got to do. 
but now you've got to be back in the office. You don't have the flexibility. Uh, and all of a sudden you're like, well, now I, you know, I don't have nearly as much family time as I did six months ago. Mm. Um, you know, I'm still getting paid the same amount and I'm doing two jobs. Um, and you know what? I heard FedEx is hiring down the street. You know, I can work eight hours a day. I can make as much as I'm making now. Uh, I can get full benefits, 401k. I can get health insurance. I can get vision. I can get dental. Uh, and I can be done it. I can be home at 435 o'clock and go to my kids' basketball games. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's a, mar- that's, that's a ministry place too. Just think of all the ministry I could do in the warehouse at FedEx or deliver. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's just this, everything is, everything is kind of being reconciled. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's the reality of, of kind of where it is. Um, so that's the candidate side that makes it, uh, why I think for the first time, many uh, ministry people are saying, hmm, is this really what I want to do? Uh, plus, plus, I mean, take out, you, you get your weekends back. You don't have all the church politics that you have to deal with. You don't have to deal with the angry parents. You go and you, you deliver your package and you go home. You know, that's, that sounds great, at least for a season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the church's standpoint, uh, from the church's standpoint, what what has happened is because everyone is trying to hire and because and, and even in the church right uh we're having we're busy right now we're you know that's our business is helping churches hire staff we're busy so many churches are hiring right now what we've seen is there's a, a good number of candidates that have left ministry there's a good number of candidates that we talk to that are just on that tired angry burned out bitter uh thing that we we can't place them right now mm-hmm. just we, we can't they just gotta we have you know really deep conversations about you know you just got to get healthy um before you go into another church because it's just it's not going to work well for you um but anyway from the church's standpoint what that means is that it's it's a it's a candidate's market right now right yeah uh particularly and, and for student ministry student ministry and worship ministry are the ones that are really difficult to find really good qualified candidates. Mm. Lots of, lots of entry level, but you know, still got the influx of people graduating from seminary, graduated from Bible college with these ministry degrees, those kind of things. That's, that's stayed pretty steady, mm-hmm. but those kind of mid career, say three to five to even eight to 10 years of ministry experience in youth. If you're that guy and you still want a ministry job, there are tons of, positions open there for you because so many of those those people that have been in it for a few years have quite honestly opted out Mm. so um yeah it's a candidate's market uh and the the other thing from the church's standpoint because it's a candidate's market and because of everything that's going on in the in the in the marketplace is that um, churches are gonna have to start paying Mm. more right? You can't expect somebody with a four-year degree and, you know, thousands of dollars in student debt to come to work for you at your church for thirty-eight dollars to $40,000 and no insurance when they yeah. can go down to Starbucks. Um, you know, yeah. the, I've heard from, from people that have, that have, that have made the move that said, man, this has really been freeing for me because I can go and I can work and I can, I can make 
money for my family, but then I can kind of pour myself into volunteering at the mm-hmm. church. And it's like, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But So I think, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing is I'm sure we're still trying to figure this out, but I think my mind immediately went to, as I was looking into all this, like I thought about that. I thought about, well, churches like, and you, you said it just a second ago, it's like the time of churches just being able to pay like the bare minimum is, yeah. is gone. And, and so many churches, and I'd say probably nonprofits are also in the same boat of like, mm-hmm. how do we actually pay people what they're worth? We yeah. probably should have been thinking about that a long time ago, but how do we pay, pay them what they're worth? Because we just don't have the money. Our, our finances are dependent upon people who give and give sacrificially. And if people are working different jobs, they're not maybe giving as much. We have less money to pay them. So now we have to hire less staff, stretch them even further. Something's got to give, I'm guessing. So uh, where do we go from here, I guess, is my my question, especially maybe even thinking, especially from the youth pastor role. Um, We have a bunch of youth pastors, youth workers that are listening. Where, where do we go from here? What's the, what's the further implications about like, what do we take from, from this point? Yeah, well, I, I would want to first say uh, from our discussion of what I've said so far, I'm not at all glorifying people leaving ministry. That's mm-hmm. not at all what I want or what I think is, is great. Now, uh, is, is that good for some people? Absolutely. Does it break my heart to see people leave ministry during this time? Uh, particularly because of, you know, financial reasons or because mm-hmm. they've been abused in the church. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, this is a great time to do ministry. And I just want to encourage everybody that is in full-time ministry. This is, uh, I'm very, very bullish on the church. The church is going to, mm-hmm. uh, going to be stronger and do greater things in the future as we get through this, but it's just going to be, it's just one of those things that the church is going to go through. Now, what this means I think for uh, churches and candidates, for churches, it means, yeah, you're going to have to start paying fairly, right? Mm-hmm. And for some, that's going to mean, uh, as you said, smaller church staffs overall, rather than hiring a couple people at 40 grand each with no insurance, you're probably going to hire somebody for 50-ish with insurance and, and hire one person rather than two people. Um, so that, that's, that's a good thing for candidates uh, and for church staff people overall. Um, the other thing I I would say that I would encourage everybody in student ministry, and I think student, student pastors do this better than anybody else in the, in the church staff world, uh, because there are some student ministry lifers, but most aren't quite honestly. So they're, they're always kind of looking at, you know, how long do I want to do ministry? What do I want to do after youth ministry? How do I, how do I pivot? When do I pivot? Um, and what, what we think is going to happen is because the church is going to go uh, and maybe be a little bit more uh, leaner staffed, that they're going, and we're already starting to see this actually, uh, they're going to, there's always going to be need for youth pastors and worship pastors, but there's going to be a shift eventually, uh, kind of what we were maybe 20, 25 years ago, um, with more generalists rather mm-hmm. than specialists. You know, back 20, 25 years ago when I started church staffing, you know, you'd have a senior pastor, you'd probably have a youth pastor, maybe a, a music guy or gal, 
but after that, it was, hey, we're going to hire an associate pastor. And an associate pastor was kind of a jack of all trades. You did visitation, you did discipleship, you did kind of sometimes whatever the senior pastor didn't want to do. Right. Um, but but that that the associate pastor, we're seeing a lot more churches starting to hire associate pastors um, uh, that are just more, like I said, more generalists. What churches have done in the last five to 10 years is they've hired a lot of platform people. And they've decided, you know, the people that kind of put on the show on Sundays mm-hmm. uh, and what they've determined is they don't need as many platform people now. What they need is more pastoral people. So people that can do one-on-one conversations that can actually do some pastoral care and disciple people one-on-one. Um, if, if I'm a youth pastor right now, I'm going to be starting to look at, okay, so how can I take what I'm doing in youth ministry and kind of broaden that out? because I'm going to be a lot more attractive candidate in the future as I do that. Um, and yeah, I think those, that's, that's kind of the main thing that we're seeing. We're, we're starting to see churches that are coming to us and saying, rather than, Hey, I need a youth guy or a youth gal. I need somebody that fits our staff and our team and our DNA. And if we find a really good person that fits our team we feel like we can make a position for them, find their passions and plug them in. Um, I think that's healthy for a lot of churches. Uh, and it's a new approach that a lot of churches maybe did 15, 20, 25 years ago, but haven't done in the past five or 10 years very well. Yeah, that's interesting. Would you also say, I, I found it in, in our role too. And, and like you said earlier, uh, <laughs> we probably had a lot of hopes and dreams that the church would kind of rethink how we did things, but we found ourselves going back to the same old, same old. Um, Would this possibly push us to to think outside the box, to rethink how we do church because we only have limited time, we have less staff to actually make that happen? Are are you seeing any of that happen as well? Or like, hey, we're hiring a youth pastor, but that used to look like this framework, but we're actually throwing that framework out the window and we're just saying, hey, do what, is needed or whatever you're capable of or something like that. Yes. I think I may get in trouble here. <laughs> I think much of this, I, I think much of the lack, uh, honestly, when we went into COVID, all of us, everybody that's in the church leadership space kind of had, we were all pro trying to prophesy what, what 2021 yeah. and 2022 would look like. Um, things largely are, we're always driven by butts and bucks. We always used to say that, right? How many people you've got in the seats and how much money is in the offering plate, right? COVID stretched that, right? For six months, we had zero in the big room, right? But the offering state for the most part stayed pretty good. You know, most churches, some, some churches took a real hit, but I, I heard from a lot of churches that, you know, Hey, we're, our giving is actually better in 2020 than what it was in 2019, mm. which is just absolutely crazy. Uh, so what I thought would happen would be that there would be, you know, a percentage going down when churches went back with the number of people that are in the big room. And I think most churches have seen that they're not mm-hmm. back. Most churches are not back at hundred percent pre-COVID. Nope. Um, uh, but giving has remained steady. So if the giving foundation is there, um, then things get back to normal. Now, mm-hmm. I don't hear people touting their attendance numbers near as much anymore. They yeah. kind of get accepted that. W- what I'm watching right now, 
and it'll be really interesting to see with with inflation and supply chain things how long these things happen mm. is everyone is really concerned about the economy right now mm-hmm. more so now i think than what even during covid um i, I wonder if if the giving is going to start to taper down a little bit until we get out of this economic until people know um year in giving is always huge. So it's going to be really interesting to see what giving looks like in December in churches. Yep. Uh, if giving is down, uh, that's going to be the impetus to, um, because most churches are spending 50, 55, 60% on staffing. Mm-hmm. If giving's down, staffing is going to take a hit, at, which could usher into the smaller staffs. But the here's the good thing. And I, I wrote about this in, in, the, in my latest blog post is there's a bit of a paradox here is that there's going to be, I think, the future could look like less staff, but more ministry. Yeah, I think, I think churches are going to discover that when you have less staff, you have to be scrappy. And you actually don't hire staff to do the ministry, like a mm-hmm. lot of churches have done. You hire staff to empower and disciple people, Yeah, to disciple people one-on-one and to empower volunteers. And I think a lot of churches are going to discover that Really, you know, when you give away the ministry to volunteers that are capable, a lot more gets done. You get so much more through a group of volunteers done than through one staff member that you pay. Absolutely. So, so anyway, that's why I'm bullish, man. I think it's going to be painful for church boards and staffs and and budgets and everything, and it's going to be painful for a lot of candidates and and staff people that are trying to decide, you know, what's my place? Where do I go? Do I stay here? Do I go somewhere else? Um, but in the end, uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful that church churches are gonna, you know, uh, innovation comes out a lot of times of times like this, where it's, yeah. where you gotta be a little scrappy and you gotta yeah. throw stuff up against the wall and see what works. And, and, and we're going to crack the nut and we're going to, we're going to move forward and it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, but several years ago I was, at an event and I heard someone talk about the, I think it was the leadership summit. And, and they talked about how we all a lot of times think about thinking outside the box, but a lot of times the best creativity and the best uh, innovative solutions come when we start to think inside the box. We have mm-hmm. these natural parameters that are either placed on us or we place on ourselves. We're like, Hey, this is, this is the box we have. How can we do it the best we can? Um, I'm excited about, yeah, the future of ministry in that way too. Like, hey, we've we've got these parameters and boundaries placed on us now. How do we still maximize the the church in the world? Yeah, I and and as in ministry, this is a great time to be in ministry, right? If now, if if you're somebody that just likes to, you know put in their 40 hours and, and pick up a paycheck. This is not, you know, the, then, then Starbucks is going to look really great to you. If you're looking at a time where you can really cut your teeth and do some really cool things um, that, that are different and, and you like that change, this, I can't think of a better or more exciting time to be in ministry. Uh, it's just a matter of how do you get there if you've had a rough couple of years, mm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, you, you've got to do some soul care and make sure that, that you're healthy, not only physically, but also spiritually, but that your family's healthy, that your marriage is healthy, that you've got a good relationship with your kids. Um, and that's, that's really the important thing to know before you try and determine what, what, what in the world you're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually some really good tips and, and 
some encouragement to those listening out there. Make sure you're taking care of yourself, making sure you're, you're focused on the right things. Make sure your relationship with Jesus is in a really good place as well. Um, do you have any other encouragement to the, the youth workers that are listening today? Um, maybe thinking through some of these thoughts. I mean, the chances are, like you said, stats speak like that it's a third or maybe half or so of the people listening today are maybe going through those those considerations. Do I stay in ministry? Do I stay at my church? Um, what are what are some encouragements you have toward them today? Well, what what we always tell candidates, everybody that we talk to at chemistry, and and, and this just isn't lip service. I mean, we really believe this. We took candidates three things: you're special, you're unique, and you're valuable. Um, and that if God has called you to ministry, that He's got a place for you. The frustrating part is that we don't get to see, we only get to see the little part of it, right? We don't see the whole big picture. Um, my hope, honestly, is that um, some of the people that are leaving ministry now, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it may be a season, hmm. right? It may be, maybe, man, I'm tired. I'm beat up. I just need to go take, it might be a couple months. It might be a couple years, but I'm going to go and I'm going to get healthy. Uh, I'm going to kind of get my feet back on the ground. I'm going to get healthy spiritually. I'm going to, like we were just talking about, make sure my, my marriage is good. My family is good. Um, and, and we'll see where it goes. But I, th I think a lot of those people will be drawn back into ministry, uh, either in vocational ministry or definitely in, in, you know, legitimate volunteer roles that are going to make a difference in the kingdom. Um, but, uh, the, the other the other word of advice I would have is just be careful. These are these are these are. I saw a, uh, a statistic this morning that scared me a little bit. Uh, in that, um, this has been a stressful time. So we've got a bunch of people that have that have with the great resignation have have resigned or moved on or are transitioning. We also have a bunch of people that are stuck where they're at. Or they feel stuck where they're at, and they're, those are those are the people that are tired and burned out. And we make as as humans, as pastors, we tend to make really sometimes some poor decisions when we're tired or angry or burned out. Uh, and the stat I saw this morning was that I believe it was sixty three percent of pastors said that they have turned more to their personal sin vices mm. since COVID started. Um, and I think the number's probably maybe a little bit low. I don't know. But, I mean, guard your heart. Mm. Guard your heart. Um, there's going to be temptation for you if you're, if you're tired or angry or burned out to jump ship. Just make sure you're healthy before you do that mm. because it's not going to work. For you or the church, if if you if you're in a horrible state and you go somewhere else, um, you might need to. We call we call it at chemistry. We call it the Home Depot conversation. We'll probably get sued by Home Depot, but <laughs> it, it, it's just a really legitimate conversation about man. You've had it rough. This has been a tough season for you, and maybe you just need to take a little bit of time. Not a long time. We're not saying your ministry work is done, but you just need maybe to take a little bit of time and regroup a little bit here. Get your bearings, get your family in order, make sure you don't do anything stupid, um, and, and and then come back stronger and brighter and, 
than what you were before. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I'm being overly bleak this today, <laughs> but but uh, this is this is serious stuff. It really is, yeah. I mean, um, this is serious stuff, particularly, and it always is. But right now, coming out of COVID and everything that's going on, it, it makes it it. it ranches it up a couple of notches, but ministry transition stuff is, is really difficult. And that's part of the reason we started chemistry is that particularly with student pastors, I mean, you've, you've got to take your time. You've got to know what you're looking for. You got to know what your giftings are and make sure that you find a church that fits you. Um, because the church can be a, a, a hard place you know, we, we have heartbreaking conversations every week with, with people that we're interviewing that are in their late twenties, early thirties that are already, they've been in three churches in, you know, and they're, they, they're just hitting 30. They're in their third church. They're looking to move on to their fourth church. And everyone is just, they felt like they've been beat up. Mm. Um, and this is, it's, it's faith changing things. It's, it's marriage breaking things when things aren't healthy. So, um, but the church can be a great place. Not anything I'd rather do. Right. Yeah. But, um, but you've got to find some place that's healthy and some place that will um, affirm you and your gifts uh, and not beat up on you. So uh, just be really careful as you make that transition and anything we can do here at chemistry to help you know, any, any of your listeners as well, we're more than happy to do that. You can catch me at, uh, at chemistrystaffing.com. I put, um, all of this that we've done, um, that we talked about today, I've actually done five blog posts and, uh, uh, there's a compilation of those. If you just go to chemistrystaffing.com, shameless plug here, mm-hmm. chemistrystaffing.plug slash great resignation. Um, it'll show, uh, all of the, all of the kind of the research that we've done. And, and if they're looking for a job, they can go to the website too and, and send in their resume and we're happy to take a look at it and, and see what we can find for them. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks so much for, for being on. You've shared so much uh, insight and wisdom, uh, I think with our audience today and, uh, and hopefully everybody's uh, maybe probably chomping at the bit for more information. Uh, we'll put all those links to, to Todd's articles uh, in our show notes as well. Uh, Todd, what's the best place that they want to get in touch with you? If they have further questions, it, just go to chemistrystaffing.com or is there a place like on social media or something like they should connect with you? Yeah, just uh, chemistrystaffing.com. You can catch me at uh, on Twitter at uh, Todd Rhodes, uh, R-H-O-A-D-E-S. Um, uh, I think I'm on Facebook too, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you so much again for for being on and and thanks for all the work that you do and and helping churches and uh, and all these pastors that are looking for jobs and making those connections for them and and helping them and coaching them along the way. I know a lot of a lot of what you guys do is, is some coaching uh, on both sides along the way and and all that. So uh, God bless all the ministry that you do for the 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 Big C Church. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. And thank you all so much for being here for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave a positive review on your podcast app or service of choice. And be sure to share this with another youth worker who you think would enjoy and benefit from this episode. We also want to thank our sponsors once again, G-Shades at G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G. 
Be sure to use the promo code TSMPOD to save 10% off your order. And also Minhub at M-I-N-H-U-B-S-Y-N-C dot com slash S-M-P. Both of those links are going to be in the show notes, along with all the links that Todd talked about in today's podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and may God bless your ministry. 